This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Here we are. Oh, I hope you're doing okay. Uh, the thing that's happening for me today is I was driving back into the neighborhood and realized I hadn't taken the trash out. All of my neighbors have taken the trash out. So there's a little bit of envy there. You're watching my life spin further and further out of control. Here's something. If you're trying to find parking right now, and you're having a difficult time, I'm just going to release you. I'm going to say, stop looking, move to another location, do something else with your day. Today is your day to not have to worry about parking. I'm letting you go, drive out of the lot, and reclaim your life. And with that, I think we should get into the podcast. I really adore today's guest. I think she's so funny. I'm so excited to have her. It's Nicole Byer. Nicole, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Hi, hi, hi. How are you? Oh, I'm all over the place. I've, <laughs> the last couple of weeks, I have just been here and there, all over the place. I was just telling Annalise that my morning, just halfway through, randomly, I was gardening, and then I was forgetting to take the trash out. Mm -hmm. I cleaned my dishwasher filter. Ooh. I, the news told me to do it. I did it. Was it gross? It was a little gross. It was not as gross as I expected. So I pulled mine out a couple weeks ago because Instagram told me to, and it it didn't seem to need washing. I do have a nice lady who does, she's my cleaning lady, she comes once a week. I think maybe she cleans it, and that's mm. why it wasn't gross. I, I just get the feeling that unless you're like truly throwing a full stew into the dishwasher <laughs> and hitting go, I don't think that they catch that much stuff. I could be I wrong. I don't think so either. I usually like scrape and rinse before I put it in. Right. I like there's very little food left on the dishes or in the cups before it's going through the wash. Maybe some people, you know, I don't want to judge anyone. Some people might be going full bore with just, you know, pies, <laughs> stews, whatever's on their dishes, but uh for me I looked in there, it didn't smell. Uh no? and now I'm just bragging. And it had, it had probably been Two years since it had been cleaned. Two years? Two years. Well, I mean, if you don't know you're supposed to clean it, then how are you supposed to know to clean it? So exactly. I think that's okay. You were talking about trash earlier. Oh, yes, yes. And can I just tell you about my trash time today? I would love to hear about your trash time. So last night I ordered delivery because I didn't feel like cooking anything. And I cooked like all week and I was like, I deserve to not cook. And then I didn't eat it all, but it wasn't like the healthiest. So I was like, I'm going to just throw it away. I ate half of it, whatever. And I threw it away and I thought I put it in like a, like not a sealed, like it was in a garbage bag. But then I think raccoons got into it because they <laughs> ate through the bag and remnants of the bag were everywhere. The food fully gone. And now I'm like, do I have to watch my cameras to like see if it was a raccoon just like feasting on my leftover Chinese food? But they made it's a mess. No, I, no question. No question. That was raccoons. I mean, or possums, but I'm my money's on raccoons. I feel like I got to watch it because it's probably so cute. 
Like, I'm sure like, it's adorable. Food. <laughs> the little hands. My aunt had uh, a small dog that lived indoors. They would put the food out for it, and the food started mysteriously disappearing every night. And after like a week of this going on, they thought, oh, why don't we check the camera? <laughs> a raccoon was squeezing through the dog door every night <laughs> <laughs> and going over and taking the food. It could have ripped the dog to pieces, but it was just there for a dinner. That is pretty wild to just be like, there's a raccoon in my house. It doesn't go anywhere. It just takes food and leaves. That's wild. Raccoons are wild. They're wild, but they're also, I love that they kind of stick to their thing. Like the burglary thing. They're only working at night. They're mm-hmm. taking just what they need. Nothing more. Nothing and more. And unless confronted, they're uh, minding their own business. Mm-hmm. I watched a video on Instagram. I love Instagram. Where a lady <laughs> fed a raccoon eggs. And it ate a bowl of eggs. And it was the cutest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my whole life. It was scrambled eggs. <laughs> Oh, I was picturing just raw eggs. Oh, no, no. She cooked up some scrambled eggs for this raccoon. And he came to the window and she was like, you, come on, come over here. And then directed him to the windowsill where she had placed cat food, eggs, and something else. And it ate some cat food, tasted the eggs, and then it was like, eggs are where it's at. And it <laughs> devoured a bowl of eggs. And I thought it was so fucking cute. See, I I love a raccoon eating things, but I, I get nervous when they start eating animal products or meat. <gasps> that. I need a raccoon to be vegan. Yeah. I need it to just eat vegetables. Yeah. Because the the idea that it likes the taste of flesh uh, begins to scare me a little bit. Yeah, because they do have those little hands grab (laughs) you and rip you apart. (laughs) Have you noticed this on uh, raccoon Instagram that it feels like an enormous amount of raccoon pets are happening in Eastern Europe? Have you noticed oh, that? Oh, I haven't seen that. I don't know what's driving it. Like Eastern Europe, Russia, I feel like that's where a large part of these kind of <laughs> exotic pets are happening. I like that you're calling a raccoon an exotic pet. <laughs> it's in the same category as a tiger, a lion. <laughs> <laughs> a meerkat, a raccoon. <laughs> Well, it is a weird category because it's not quite a cat or dog, but it isn't a giraffe. It's not an exciting. Mm, yeah. What do when you turn it into a pet? I guess it's a. It's just something that probably shouldn't be in your home. Yeah, I I don't think they're meant to be in your house. But I just love their little hands picking up stuff, <laughs> bringing me things. I like. Oh. Have you seen the video of the beaver pet? Somebody has a beaver and it like takes things. It's like running around the house grabbing things to create a dam. Yes, and it's so <laughs> cute, but also like, take it home. It I wants know. to go home. It's making a dam in your house. It, it, <laughs> this animal wants to be back where it belongs. It is screaming to be at a lake or some body of water. <laughs> and their their house must be destroyed. Those things chew nonstop. Yes. And you don't train it. And I don't know how you would. It doesn't stop making dams all over the house. I was looking into getting a pet duck because I love ducks, but ducks just shit everywhere. They just walk around shitting ducks. everywhere. What? When I was a kid, we had ducks, and that's exactly the experience. You, It's kind of cute. It gets bigger and bigger uh-huh. very quickly, and then it's just <laughs> nonstop shit all over your yard. Duck shit oh. everywhere. No, I, I can't do that. I don't really have a yard, you know? So it just be and shitting you can't in the have house. that on the kitchen floor. No. And then I'm like, do I put a diaper on a duck? I don't think a duck would like a diaper. (laughs) I think a duck would get mad at me and be like, put me back outside. (laughs) I would actually support a duck in a diaper. I think that's a very cute visual. (laughs) It is a cute visual. Do you own any pets? I do. I have a dog named Clyde who's sleeping. You can't really see him. Okay. Let's see. Clyde. Oh. (laughs) He's very foxy. about it. Yeah, he looks like a little fox. He's um, part Pomeranian, part Chihuahua, part Dachshund, and then Terrier, maybe? I don't know. I had one of those little doggy DNA tests, and Mm -hmm. that's what he is. And he's so fucking cute, and he's really smart, and he's got stinky breath. Does he? I don't see any Dachshund in him. Is he long? I can't quite tell over Zoom. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Mini Pincher, not Dachshund. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking that's a very short Dachshund we're looking at here. Yes, no, no, no. I got it. I got it wrong. I fucked it up. (laughs) Well, uh, how have you been in general? What's been going on? 
Um, how have I been in general? Pretty good. Can't complain. Um, I feel overwhelmed sometimes, but that's okay. Um, yeah, life is good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just realizing asking you this. I, I was remembering the period during the pandemic when you'd ask someone how they're doing. And they'd say, oh, well, everything else aside. Or there's always this qualifier mm-hmm. that was so annoying. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> I don't need <laughs> so that yeah, reminder. We're all, we're so I'm going through it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that's we've left that little bit of it behind, I think. I, uh, But I'm fine. I, you know, I'm floating around life. I've been complaining on this podcast nonstop about my back office flooding. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. God bless. <laughs> God bless us all. Uh, yeah, it flooded How the listeners. How bad did it flood? Well, last year it flooded in a horrible way. This year we were kind of on top oh. of it. Look, I mean, I've made so many mistakes. Uh, okay. Last year we agreed to have, the person told us, let us just waterproof the house. That'll fix it. It didn't fix it at all. So this time we were in the back. I was wet vacuuming nonstop for days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's now dry. We're trying to look for a solution. I have had a, a parade, a parade of straight men come through this home to try to diagnose the problem. <laughs> They've all failed so me. So it's a back house in back of your, like in the back of your house. A, it's an attached back house. Yes, an attached back house. If that makes any sense at all, it it's like a separate it unit. Doesn't. Except, so, okay, it's on the same lot, but it's not attached to the main house. But it is. <laughs> okay. I think I get it. It's like, basically, if we wanted to rent it as an apartment, the person could live there individually, but they would still be connected to our house, if that makes sense. Okay. I do believe that makes sense. You had a new roof put on it? No, the roof was new when we bought it. Then where is the leak coming from? That's anyone's guess at this point i mean you you could diagnose it from here and it would be just as valuable as everybody else that's looked at it could be the ground okay i'll ask another question was this permitted oh that's a great question because Uh. if it was permitted that means that the uh plans were submitted to the city so you could get the plans and look at the plans and understand the architecture and what was done right if this was unpermitted it literally could be anything. It could be your foundation. <laughs> right. It could be the way they put up the drywall. It could be your roof. They could have said it's a new roof, but the roof could have been done incorrectly, meaning you need a new roof. Does it have Spanish tiles or anything? Just around the edge. So it's not... Around the edge. The rest of the okay. roof is uh, roof tiles, shingles. Okay, is... yes. So is there any vegetation on the roof? No. Okay, so that's out. So maybe it's not your roof. It might be the foundation is wrong. If it's the foundation. And it's seeping in through the ground. Are the walls wet? Sort of. That's Now, that's the real mystery. I've bought my moisture meter. I'm all okay. over the place. There are some parts that are ab- like above the foundation that are wet. But there, it's also, there's like a kind of a middle ground that's not wet. Is it wet at the, at the ceiling? A little bit. So that's where we're thinking, well, maybe it is the roof, but we tarped the entire roof. If it's wetter at the ground, it is your foundation. What do I do if it's the foundation? Do I just uh, move back home? You have to move back home. You you can't <laughs> salvage it. You have to get out. I just call I, my parents and ask them for a room. What I'm thinking is you're going to have to rip out the floor because the water's coming up through your subfloor, I believe. This is me truly with, like, I've never seen Nicole, it. your level of expertise here, but... I'm not kidding. You could be charging a, a large amount of money and Los Angeles would pay you. Well, I, because I, I had a leak in my uh, office and it, it ended up being the roof because there was vegetation on the roof displacing the tiles coming through the tiles. Oh, um, okay, okay. There was no water at the, at the, like, at the floor. It was... The only like wetness at the floor was from where like it dripped heavily. So if you are very wet at the floor, it means water's coming up. And mm. it means that maybe there isn't enough room between the foundation and your subfloor and then your flooring. So or they maybe <laughs> did it unpermitted because the ground wasn't good. I don't know. I don't I'm not sure. But if it was permitted, you can get the plans from the city. That I do know. I am sweating. This has just opened up a whole new realm of fear for me. No, nobody has said this to you. That no, you I can mean, get plans from the city. 
No, that certainly has not been a part of any of these conversations so far. That's insane because that's what when you permit something, you get the permit because you have to submit plans, right. and then the city goes, "These plans work with our uh, what is it uh, code? These are up to code. You oh, can right, go right. ahead. We approve this, and then you could go ahead and do it." This is nuts that nobody's <laughs> that nobody. <laughs> um. But it might not be as expensive as you're thinking it's going to be. I mean, pray for me. I'll pray for you. Everyone, quietly pray for me until this is fixed. That's all I ask. It's just a nonstop quiet prayer for Bridger. uh, (laughs) I mean, do you know what's interesting, Nicole, is this is the first time we've met. But when I was getting this house, our mutual friend Langan was texting with you and you were advising me on this. (laughs) So you actually are kind of to blame for this entire situation. (laughs) You got me into this home with a problem. I'm so sorry. Well, (laughs) that's the interesting thing about unpermitted square footage. So, like, I knew my back house wasn't permitted. So, I knew that when I was doing things to it, like, if I opened up things, I'd find other things wrong with it. But luckily... My subfloor, they raised it a little bit, so there is no flooding, which is great, but it's too close to the back wall of the house behind me, so there is Mm -hmm. a little bit of a drainage problem, so then we had to add a drain. It's a whole thing. Owning a home is- sounds very similar to my situation. It does. I think that's why I know a little bit. (laughs) I just become your contractor. I'm just like, all right, guys, (laughs) let's open it up. Let's fucking do it. (laughs) I trust you more than ever. I'm not kidding. Everyone that I've spoken to, I feel like is a con. I mean, I think that when it rains hard in Los Angeles, these people just pop up and start giving advice and uh, none of them are any good. It's no, very a lot scary. of, and it might also be the drainage pipes because, uh, God, I can't remember. I think it's copper pipes were used a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Those aren't up to code anymore. Copper pipes rust over, cracks happen and then leaks happen so if they're not talking about a drainage pipe as well that's they you're you're not talking to the right people (laughs) los angeles i will say there is no city on the planet with less foresight than los angeles (laughs) the amount of things that could have been fixed a long time ago nothing here is built for rain or anything (laughs) so many obvious problems that just continue to be ignored and just like oh Mm -hmm. we'll fix that at some point and then it just Mm -hmm. gets bigger the problems get bigger (laughs) and bigger Uh i mean bless the city there are so many wonderful things but it could be utopia it could be it's just it's not I can't believe I've said that I am not a licensed contractor. I've never really worked on a house. I watch a lot of HG television and I did a, <laughs> like I, when my contractor tells me things, I then go and research it to make sure that he is not overbidding me or telling me something I don't need or whatever. And there's like a YouTube channel of this man. I can't remember, but he'll like tell you things that he's like, I think he didn't have children or he wanted children. I don't know. But he'll like give you advice, like advice that a dad would give a kid. Oh. And then he, he does things like, here's how you fix a sink. You don't have to call a plumber. Here's how you change a tire. You don't have to call somebody. Um, I wish I could remember who he is, but he also has some like hot housing tips that I've watched. <laughs> I need to know who that is because I could use almost all advice at this point. Yeah. that's And you like, you really are, you, you're speaking like an expert. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, take it with a grain of salt. But I do believe if the roof isn't wet and there's no moisture and there's no mold up there, I really think it's coming from the ground. Okay. And I think it might be unpermitted. I really do. And I think that, I don't know, that the drainage underneath is incorrect or whatever. You've got to set me up with your contractor. I will give you his information. I really do like him. He's very, very nice. Okay. Listener, uh, I know you've loved this. Uh, once I get a hold of this contract, I'm willing to recommend him to you. This will, this is kind of the contracting podcast at this point. We're all going to get our homes fixed. We all deserve get to live in a fixed, fixed home. Can I ask you a question? Because I of also course. watch a lot of like home renovation stuff on Instagram. Uh, do you like that stuff? Are you an I HGTV person? Okay. Love, love. Do you like restored things or do you like ripping it out and starting anew i like a restored i like to see okay what can be done with what currently exists what it feels more like a creative project oh you're you're into that as well i 
cannot stand modern architecture. Mm-hmm. I think it's very homogenous. That's when everything is the same, right? Yes, yes. It all looks so similar. And I subway tile is now builder grade, so stop putting it in your homes. Uh, do, <laughs> do anything special. Have a personality. I just... <laughs> I don't get it. And then the big Spanish tiles that are just like blue and white or black and white. Why are we doing that? There's actual beautiful Spanish tile that you can get that's colorful. And I just, I'm so, I get so sad when people renovate homes and it's just like white and gray. Or Well, it's because of Chip and Joanna oh, Gaines. They should go straight to jail. Shiplap <laughs> is terrible. The barn door <laughs> is awful. Straight to jail. Send them away. <laughs> Painting brick? Why? Oh. <laughs> Let me ask you, this is, and I think we're kind of putting this in our past architecturally at this point, but the shower without any door. What's your take on that? No, let me close myself in. I don't want water everywhere. And even if it doesn't go everywhere, I don't feel safe. (laughs) I need to feel safe in my shower. I'm naked and wet. Yes. Oh, my God. And I am obsessed with Art Deco bathrooms, like those colorful, very, Mm -hmm. very L.A. Art Deco bathrooms. And I found an Instagram account where they just post them and they're just so beautiful. And whenever I see someone renovating one, I'm like, why? Why? Why are you ripping? It's pretty. That happens a lot in L.A. And they, they just paint it white and then put in that gray fake wood and it looks like a vape shop. Yes. I hate that gray wood. That fucking gray laminate, it makes me so angry. Oh, oh, Bridget. we all deserve better than that. The, these, yes, uh, the industry is just forcing it on us. The building industry is saying, This is what you get. And, and I think I we don't can say understand no. Why? I love <laughs> wallpaper, I love color. I mean, my aesthetic is very different than other people. My aesthetic is like very nauseating. I love. <laughs> colors and patterns and all that shit i feel like why not if you have a choice between nothing and something fun why wouldn't you do this fun thing i mean you've got a very fun fun pattern behind you like i put up this peel and stick wallpaper myself you did that yourself it took 16 hours and (laughs) hour five i was like i could have hired someone to do this but i did it so every time i look at it i'm very happy because I'm like, I did it. And I put up wallpaper on the other side. That's, oh, it's so poorly done. I gave up. Uh, I had to go around the TV that's mounted to the wall. And behind the TV, it looks wild. And then there's a credenza there that I couldn't move. So there's no wallpaper at the bottom. But I was like, I don't care. I like how it looks. <laughs> My, I really admire that. My sister just this morning sent me a a picture of a wall she painted this woman is seven months pregnant painted a wall wow i can't hang a picture (laughs) i'm what's wrong what is wrong with me i mean this is something i've got to get into in therapy this is something i have to work on my fear of doing things i'm incapable you're not incapable it's just hard and I will do things myself and then I'll go, I did a bad job. Like I hung, I hung some paintings over here and they're spaced so poorly. Again, I could have paid someone to space them nicely, but they're up and I'm happy and it doesn't actually matter. Maybe you're a perfectionist and you have to get over that. Yeah, I think that might be the problem. Do you have a stud finder when you hang your pictures or are you just randomly puncturing <laughs> holes in the wall? I'm just putting holes in my wall. <laughs> <laughs> I support oh. that. That's kind of my method. I just hope that it's not too heavy. Yeah, wish for the best. And it's a picture. I don't, I don't think you need a stud finder for a picture. Maybe like a curtain or... Yeah, like a giant oil painting. I tried to put up curtain rods myself. Oof. Wow. Oof. Oof. It didn't go well. It was very hard. And there's still a hole in the wall from where I started. Well, from where I'm sitting, you're in a beautifully decorated room. And that's all that matters. Thank you. <laughs> Nicole, there's something else I have to talk to you about. Yes. I was obviously so excited to have you on the podcast. I just think you're wonderful. And I thought, Nicole, will come on. We'll chat for a while. I mean, I didn't anticipate getting so much great advice, but that was just a bonus. (laughs) Um, The listener got that for free as well. They didn't even have to work for it. I'm working here. They're just (laughs) sitting there. They're circling a lot, looking for parking or what have you. Uh, But, you know, I was excited 
up until a point uh, this morning around 10 a.m., there's a knock at the door. Oh, no. Uh, I've just thrown on an outfit. I'm ready for the day, okay. but my hair's still wet. Uh, go to the door, and there's someone standing there holding oh, no. a package. Oh, yes. Uh, it's a small, it's probably about nine by six inches. It's in kind of a beautiful mm-hmm. plaid wrap. Yes, um, Lindsay wrapped it, my wonderful assistant. She was so friendly. I mean, she's really nice. After our fight, I should <gasps> say we her. did get in a fight. Uh, you might want to oh, no. just keep an eye on Lindsay as an assistant. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but now I've got this package, and I try. I finally was able to put two and two together. I thought Nicole's going to be on the podcast. This Lindsay person was obviously sent to do her dirty work. <laughs> Is this a gift for me? It is. It is a gift for you. Mm, okay. Well, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I have no problem with it. The podcast is called I Said No Gifts. Not a big deal. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, it, I mean, it's now in my home, and Lindsay's not uh, nowhere to be seen. I can't send it back. No, you can't. So sorry. Should I open it here on the show? I would love for you to open it. get into it here. I'm going to put the mic down uh, and open it. Oh, this is a very (laughs) handy thing to have on hand. Cough drops. Ricola Uh cough drops. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Listen, um, you might get COVID. um, You might get a different (laughs) cough. uh, And I figured... I'm always like, fuck, I wish I had cough drops. So I got you cough drops. You never have cough drops when you need them. Exactly. It's one of these things that you've got to have around for when mm-hmm. the cough strikes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, yeah, I feel like the last time I bought, bought cough drops was probably pre-pandemic. And those have got to be thrown away at this point. I don't even oh, know where they are. They're, they're rustling around in some drawer. Right, right. But to have a few of these at the bottom of your bag, what a blessing. Yes. These are the original herb flavor. I've never had this flavor. Have you? I have. And I do like them the best because they're not super sweet. They're just there to do the job. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like Ludens, that's candy. That's candy to <laughs> lubricate your throat. Hall's a little too intense sometimes with the fucking eucalyptus coming through. But Ricola, Ricola just wants you to stop coughing and have a nice time. What I wonder what herbs they're using. Alpine, Swiss Alpine herbs. What does that even mean? Is it like an herby? Are we talking oregano? Uh, let's see here. Herb mixture, elder, whorehound. I've never heard of any of these things. Hyssop, lemon balm, linden flowers, mallow. Mallow? That's a, well, what is mallow? Peppermint, sage, thyme, wild thyme. <laughs> this sounds like a real savory cough drop. Um, it's not super savory, but it's not sweet. Okay. It's, um, how do I explain it? It, I mean, it is herby. This is, I'm, I'm literally just using the descriptors that they have on the (laughs) fucking bag. Um, I don't, I think it it just feels, uh, comfortable and like home. (laughs) (laughs) I love a, I I mean, it is candy. I love a cherry cough drop. I, do they make a lemon cough drop? I think. A lemon I can do. Lemon's nice. Just those halls, too much. I do like, is it menthol they put in some of these that is truly yes. just burning through the back of your throat? Yes. There's a much. little bit of uh, masochism there that I enjoy. Uh, <laughs> just like the true just burn that you're dealing with. That's not spicy. It's like, it's, it feels like you're cleaning a toilet or something. It's like, yeah, it's like a menthol cigarette. I did used to <laughs> smoke those. Those were my favorite, but I have since quit. Ugh, when did you quit? Sucks. Okay, so I quit January 3rd last year, started again last September, and then quit again uh, January 5th this year. Of this year? Yes. How This is an exciting development for you. Yes. Um, although I do miss them, hence me bringing them up. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole is lighting but, up right now. <laughs> I miss them so fucking much. Oh. <laughs> I do. They're fabulous, but they're not good for you. How long had you been smoking for? I had been smoking for a solid like 20 years. 
Nicole. I'm so I proud know. of you. Uh, I, I, started I'm not when proud I was that you smoked for 20 years. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's another point of pride, I suppose. Two decades of doing anything. You know, I was really committed to this. <laughs> I was like, this is who I am. <laughs> <laughs> who introduced you to cigarettes? One of my friends in middle school, her mother smoked and she smoked Marlboro Lights and she had them in the the cabinet with the booze and she would put rubber bands on the cabinet. And then we were like, oh, we could just take the rubber bands off and we would like steal her booze and steal her cigarettes. Um, Then I had another friend who smoked Marlboro Reds and I would smoke those with her. And then I had another friend who smoked um, Marlboro Menthol Lights and I was like, ooh, this is what I like. That sounds And I went through a phase where I smoked Virginia Slims. I smoked Capris. <laughs> <laughs> Just like long, skinny ones. I do. I mean, I don't smoke, but if I were to smoke, I would need it to be at least like nine inches long. The cigarette's got to be huge. <laughs> it's got to be very inconvenient. Yes. Uh, when you smoked your first cigarette, was it like a peer pressure situation or was it like, I, I'm ready to light up? Oh, I was ready to light up. I was one of those girls that was like, oh, I, I'm, I'll do almost anything to be considered cool. I'll try anything <laughs> once. Um, but I didn't know that you had to like inhale. Um, and then I didn't know you had to learn how to inhale. So then I took it upon myself. I was like, I'm going to learn. I'm not going to be embarrassed again. So I practice. You have to like learn how to smoke and then you get addicted to it. It's and this terrible. was pre-YouTube. There weren't tutorials on YouTube to I learn to smoke. Have- nary a video to watch i had to learn all on my own in my garage (laughs) how long did it take you to learn probably like two weeks and then i was like okay i know how to fucking do this now and then you know you blow it out of your nose and you could do little uh o's wow you were a real true blue smoker yeah (laughs) i worked really hard at it (laughs) what were you kind of a rebellious teen um yes (laughs) yes very much How, so. Did, uh, did it manifest itself in other ways other than smoking? Um, cigarettes. I smoked a ton of weed in high school. Sure. Uh, I would drink with friends on the weekends. <laughs> um, I liked staying out late. I mean, just like typical things. <laughs> I would forge, or like not forge, I would make my own permission slips. And I would <laughs> tell my dad, I was like, oh, I don't have to go to school today. We're going to the city to see Cabaret. Can you sign this permission <laughs> slip and give me cash? And he'd be like, okay. And then we would skip school, go to the city, and literally see matinees. So, I mean, like, I wasn't doing dangerous stuff. Just real <laughs> fucking nerd shit. <laughs> you were living it up. It was like yes. you are on vacation. Living my best life. <laughs> but then you smoked for 20 years. Yes. And you've just... Re- so your experience with quitting smoking, uh, is it painful? Is it Does it make you nauseous? Or is it just like a little like nagging feeling every day? It is a nagging feeling. So when I first tried to quit like two or three or four years ago, I read half of this book, The Easy Way to Quit by Alan Carr. And I got to like almost the last chapter and I was like, wait, this really, I really feel like I want to quit. So I stopped reading it because I felt like I wanted to quit. So then I read it again and then I was like, oh, I'm ready. And then, you know, some days I'd be like, oh, I want one. But then I'd be like, whatever. And then made it nine months without smoking, started again. But then every time I smoked a cigarette, I was like, I don't like this. Oh, It's not good. They taste bad. Like, if you really break them down, they're very bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then I was like, why did you start again? Let's just quit again. So then I didn't have to reread the book. I quit again. Sometimes before bed, I go, "Mm, but what if? And then I'm like, (laughs) put on my eye mask, take my very mild tranquilizer and go right to sleep. (laughs) Do you feel like any habit has kind of taken the place of smoking? No, I try to like take my dog for longer walks, but then he gets tired and I get tired. Um, mm-hmm. I have no idea what would replace it because right. it's not even like a hand mouth thing. It's not like I need something in my mouth, although I'm doing this right now and it feels really good. I'm putting <laughs> I've got my, it down. <laughs> my two fingers to my mouth. It feels really great. I miss it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't replaced it with anything, though. Okay, well, maybe you'll find something. I feel like finding something will maybe like really uh, be a firewall against starting again. 
Mm-hmm. I'm really concerned for you. I don't want you to start again. Thank you. Neither do any of my doctors. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever smoked in a casino? I feel like if I was going to smoke, it would be in a casino. Yes. And it's glorious. I love smoking inside. I love like uh, I'm from Jersey and it took Jersey a very long time to ban smoking indoors. And smoking sections are so funny because the whole restaurant smells like smoke. But There's like no you just smoke in a diner. Oh, I love it. There's nothing like it. When did Jersey stop uh, the smoking sections? I feel like in the early 2000s. Oh, or maybe that's... like late 90s. It felt like it was a long time because I feel like that's in high school late. you could smoke. I might be wrong. Someone's probably listening, being like, circling around, looking for parking, going, no, I know the year. It was 1986. 87. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the 90s. Wow, that feels very late to me. I have, like, foggy memories of smoking sections. I think Utah probably banned them in 95 or something. You're from but Utah? I'm from Utah. I'm from. I was just in Utah. For what? Sundance. Oh, you're and kidding. I, you were at Sundance? I was at Sundance for one day, and I did not know how cold it was in Utah. Also, <laughs> I thought Utah was by Seattle. It's not. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's closer to Seattle than New York. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was definitely north of California. Instead, it's like east. It's like a real <laughs> lateral move from L.A. I couldn't believe it. That makes me feel so much better about uh, my geographical knowledge of the United States because the East Coast, I'm like, I, it could be anything. I really don't know where states are <laughs> beyond Colorado. It's just like, it's just a big blur for me. I can kind mm-hmm. of tell you where things are. But now oh, now that you don't, or that you've just learned Utah is not next door <laughs> to Seattle, I feel incredible. I feel uh, like we're one in the same. You're so welcome. you were in Park it was, City. It rocked my world. I was in Park City. And nobody else was interested in Zillow listings. I was like, this is a cute, picturesque place. I need to find out how much people pay to live here. I found an adorable two-bedroom, two-bathroom historical home. I think it was a church that was turned into a home. It was for $1.3 million. Two-bedroom, two-bathroom. I couldn't believe it, but it was right off Main Street. Then I found a condo for $9 million. You want me to share a wall? For $9 million? How Utah, big was it? you lost your mind. Um, I think it was like 3,000 square feet or 4,000 square feet. So like a pretty big condo. I think it was like the whole top floor. But I I just couldn't fathom. Truly, unless you're in New York or Tokyo, you are not paying $9 million for a condo. <laughs> what, are you, what are we I talking mean, about here? I don't know. Blew my mind. But again, right off Main Street. <laughs> You've got easy access to shopping, mm-hmm. uh, restaurants, Sundance, Sundance when it happens once a year. Um, but boy, oh boy, is Park City pretty! It's beautiful, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's really a pleasant place to be. What were you? Uh, what did you do while you were there? Um, I had directed a short that uh, was shown. Oh, so that was nice and that was fun. I was only there for, literally for twenty four hours because I was doing a weekend of shows in Irvine, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, flew in Sunday, left Monday. Ooh. A real whirlwind. Did you get any, uh, they give away so much great free stuff at Sundance. Did you get anything for free? No, I didn't get anything Nicole, you've free. wasted, absolutely wasted your trip to Sundance. I know. I just, I didn't get a chance to like go get the free stuff. Oh, my heart. I you know. could have walked away with so many beautiful items. They they want people to take their luxury items. It's incredible. Ugh, I feel so foolish. I didn't realize I could get all the free stuff. I love free stuff. <laughs> well, really uh, that's a little tip for next time. Did you see any exciting celebrities or anything? No. I <laughs> <laughs> You had the I did worst possible. I did. I flew in. I had an hour to do my hair and makeup and then I had to go do press and then we did the screening and then we did more press and then I had to go to a dinner and then I promptly passed out because uh, (laughs) the show on Saturday, I didn't get home till 2 a.m. and then had to get picked up for my flight at 5. So I was like scared if I fell asleep between 2 and 5, I would just miss getting picked up Mm -hmm. and miss the flight. So then I slept on the flight for two hours and I was just not okay. People kept asking me questions. I'd be like, I don't know. What are these words? Well, I don't know. (laughs) Well, was the short well received? It went over pretty well. I think the people, they laughed at the things I wanted them to laugh at. So that was nice. 
Oh, fantastic. Is this the first short you've directed? Technically, yes. Um, I've done stuff through like UCB where like it was a collaborative effort, but this is the first time I was just like, action, cut, do it this way. (laughs) And nobody else had a say, you know? Did you have a good time doing it? I did. I realized I really do like directing and like figuring out a performance. A lot of the meticulous stuff like uh what shoe should she wear i'm like i don't know whatever covers her feet and she's comfortable you know what i mean like i (laughs) unless i say something specific i'm like i don't really care let's just let's just do it let's go you're just there for the performance more or less yeah and then visually it's a complete mess yeah everything else is messy the sound can't hear a thing but we have those performances Well, I hope that you get to go. I'm sure you'll be back to Sundance at some point and hopefully for an extended period of time. I mean, I've never been there uh, officially and I have, I've had a better experience at Sundance than you. I've seen <laughs> celebrities. I've gotten free items. Who is the biggest celebrity you've seen? Ooh, let's see. I mean, probably Jennifer Aniston. I feel like okay. there were... Uh, now, I mean, now I'm talking this big game and I have one person to name. The, That's okay. It's kind of, I mean, let's just say there is just a, there are so many big celebrities I can't even remember. <laughs> just celebrity <laughs> after celebrity. I did see. I love it. I believe it was Reba McIntyre's assistant screaming Ooh. at someone on the phone about having to clean a walk-in fridge. Uh, so That's that was great. more. That's better than a celebrity sighting for me. I love it. I love that Reba has a walk-in fridge near her. <laughs> Like that's I, outst- like what for what Reba? And I think the walk-in fridge was in Park City, so she was probably it's probably oh. not even her home. She renting a place that has a walk-in fridge. She's <laughs> and she needs to walk Quiznos. in and get chilled. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever oh, worked funny. in the food business? Yes, I was um, a hostess at a restaurant that is now gone. It was in Union Square called Chat and Chew. Mm. Um, and then I was a server at a place that is also gone called Pernima. Did you ever have access to the walk-in fridge? I would never go into the walk-in fridge oh. because they were fucking nasty. Really? New York restaurants are fucking gross. What are Whoa. the fridges like? What is well, happening the there? W- the one in the Indian restaurant that I worked at, it was like an Indian restaurant slash Irish bar slash cabaret room. It was the wildest place Perfect I've ever, combination. ever been. Um, but there was like roaches and shit and rats. It was gross. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I don't like to hear that. I All of my walk-in fridge experience at work has been pristine. It's just this lovely little cave. You get to go inside <laughs> and you're, you're hot from work, so you... You really take your time in there. There is the worry that it's going to get sealed and you're going to be trapped in there, which must have happened well, to somebody at some point. 30 degrees, right? That's, that's, uh, what is, isn't that? Yeah, probably isn't 30, 30 degrees. degrees in a refrigerator. You're not going to die. Well, actually, no, it can't. That would be below freezing and all of your food would freeze. What, what is the temperature of a refrigerator? 40. A freezer must be below. Oh, Annalise is 41. Really on it. 41. 41 is the temperature you want for a fridge. So yeah, you're not going to freeze to death in a refrigerator. It'll just be a little chilly. And I guess you're not going to starve to death either. No. It actually might be a perfect scenario. (laughs) Yeah, just drink the shit in there. Eat some stuff, whatever. (laughs) You know, some fruits, vegetables. You'll probably like be healthy by the time you get removed. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little vacation to like a wellness center. Yeah. Essentially what it is. Very Your skin probably looks beautiful coming out, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we love a walk-in fridge. Uh, I've got my cough drops here. Uh, Have you had COVID? Oh, I've had it, I think, three times, officially, too. Okay, okay. I think I got it at the end of 2019. I'm one of those people. I'm, uh... It was like, I think I had it before everybody. I'm the coolest. But um, yeah, I was in Portland. I was doing shows and I thought I was tired from doing shows. But I also had this horrific cough that like would keep me up at night. My chest hurt. Um, And then I gave it to my friend. And when I left, she was like, whatever the fuck you had was brutal. And I was like, sorry about it. And then COVID came around. I was like, oh, shit, I think I had COVID. And then I got it May of last year because I went to Upfronts. And then I got it in December, and I don't know how. I was being oh, careful. Oh, the final one was a mystery? Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like we're all, yeah, we're just now getting it from all over the place. So there's there won't be any yeah. pinning it down at this point. No. I mean, I've Have kind of had, had a similar... I, look, I'm not trying to 
uh, I, I guess this isn't one-upping, but it's kind of a mirror of your experience. Uh, mm-hmm. Early 2020, I go to Omaha to see my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I come back. I have horrible cough, the fever of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. The, the sort of fever where you're so you get the chills so bad that you just lie down in the shower and mm-hmm. almost never get out, just Oof. wanting to boil yourself. Uh, all of the you know telltale symptoms, but there was nothing to really call it at that point. Mm-hmm. And then here comes COVID. So there's that first experience. Second experience was l- Christmas 2022. Mm-hmm. Had all of the symptoms, tested negative every time. Gave it to my boyfriend. He tested positive. Mm. So there's that situation. And then I had it more recently. And the, of course, at that point, I had been vaccinated and boosted and blah, blah, blah. So it was mm-hmm. Wait, just you like, had oh, it December annoying. 2022? I, and then you got ha- it again in January? To, we, no, we have to back up December 2021. Oh, I see. I see. So, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, I, well, I misspoke. I've. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was essentially we've had it every year. Mm. And it's getting better and better, and I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, last time I had it, I was like, I don't want this again. Because it wasn't terrible, but I would have a conversation, an hour-long phone call, and then be like, I better lay down. I feel oh. so, so tired and lightheaded. And I'm like, I don't want that. Was, and then it takes too long to like get back into the swing of shit. Right. And it just is so unbelievably inconvenient. It's just yes. annoying. It's being sick. It's just uh, no one wants to be sick with anything. Right? I mean, strep throat, flu. There are so many different horrible things that can happen. Yeah. And I wear my little mask on the plane and people look at you funny. But <laughs> Naomi Campbell was right. She had a video before COVID where she was literally like in a hazmat suit, wiping down everything. And she's like, it's my health. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Being in, I don't, I don't want to breathe these other people's air unless it's filtered through something. And Wait, when was she doing that? Before COVID, like way before, way before. And people would look at her funny, <laughs> and she would be like, "I don't care, I don't care." <laughs> uh, but I'm on board with her. I wipe down everything because nobody cleans on planes. Planes are really fucking disgusting. Um, but I have yet to get sick after being on a flight, and I used to get sick all the time after flights. So I do think there is something to it. The mask is helping. A little. It's doing something. I mean, hopefully it's doing something. Uh, there's got to be a reason for it. I don't know. I mean, like, surgeons and stuff wear them, and they haven't stopped. So, like, <laughs> right. I think there's a little, little some to it. I don't know. They have some knowledge about that, that area. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, th- I think we should play a game. Ooh, okay. I'll win. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, we're going to play a game. Uh, let's play Gift or a Curse. This feels, I mean, you're coming in with this big winning energy, and we're just going to see. Okay. Uh, but first, I need a number between one and 10 from you. Eight. Okay. I have to do some light calculating. Okay. So while I'm calculating, I'm going to be away from the mic. You're kind of home alone. You've got the mic, chat with the listener, recommend something, promote something, do whatever you want. Oh, I'll be right okay. back. Okay. Recommend something, promote something. Okay, so I have a show called Grand Crew, and that premieres, the second season premieres March 3rd. Um, The first season is on Peacock or Hulu if you've like live television or something. I think you can watch it. But I'm really proud of this show. I think it's really funny. I think you'll enjoy it. The first season really revs up, and the last couple episodes are like so fun. And then season two starts out out the gate, super, super fun. And I think it gets better and better. It's like a real rom-com sitcom, if you will. Um, I also have other podcasts. I have Why Won't You Date Me, where I try to figure out why I'm single. And then I have Best Friends with Sashir Zameda, where we're just like, ha, 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 tee, hee, heeing. It's truly wild. It's very fun. And then um, Newcomers with Lauren Lapkus. That's a real treat and a dream. And then 90 Day Bay, where me and my friend Marcy talk about all things 90 Day Fiance and Darcy and Stacy, all that stuff. Uh, also, I have Nailed It and then Wipeout. So you can watch all that shit. It's fun. <laughs> Perfectly done. Thank you. You really, uh, you nailed it. It was so sweet. And Grand Crew is such a funny show. People should be on the lookout for you. Thank you. I really love it. Such a fun cast. Um, Okay, well, this is how Gift or a Curse works. I'm going to name three things. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. why. Okay. And then I'm going to tell you if you're right or wrong because there are correct answers. People have lost the game. You could lose the game. You could win big, too. So just try your very best. 
promise me you'll do your best. I'll do my best, I promise. <laughs> okay, first up, this is a listener suggestion from someone named Liz. Gift or a curse, restaurant specials. Restaurant specials, I think, are a curse because... I've already looked through the re- the restaurant's menu in my own leisure at my home. So I would be adequately prepared to order what I wanted to order. And I wouldn't hold up the ordering process because I am a very indecisive person. But I've already chosen and I don't need a curveball. Oh, my God. That is you. I, if I had written down my answer, it would have been what you just said. <laughs> It's it's a of course it's a curse. I can't have this random element coming in at the last no. minute for me. I have to do you know I have got to do my homework before I get to the restaurant, mm-hmm. or I everyone's going to be screaming at me. Yes, and sometimes the restaurant special is a little bit tempting, but not tempting enough, and then I'm no. second guessing everything. Mm-hmm. I recently went for a restaurant special and was deeply disappointed. I should have oh, just gone I'm with sorry. what I wanted. What was the special? Um, it was uh, Huevos Rancheros, which I usually love. Mm. This was mm. well. There were, there... Here's the here's the thing with a lot of specials. If it was actually special and good, it'd be on the menu full time. <laughs> what a good point. Yeah. That's very true. If you're if you're that excited about the dish, print it on the menu for me. Yes. Don't put it in the dry erase marker. The only place that has a special that's worthwhile is Lil Dom's. Friday night they have lasagna. And I love their lasagna. So I try to get it to go. And now they've decided you can't order it to go. You have to go in, sit at the bar and order it there and then bag it up. And I don't understand why. (laughs) Do you go sit at the bar, order it for there and then say, oh, I'm like, take a bite and be like, oh, I'm finished. Could I get a bag to go? Listen, she's busy. My assistant does it. Part of her job now. <laughs> little dogs. I noticed she was covered in sauce when she showed up at my house. Because she was waiting for fucking lasagna. <laughs> uh, but I also I tell her to get dinner for herself since she has to go in. Oh, that's very <laughs> nice of you. So fucking dumb. But that the special you're describing is kind of a special you can count on. You know, it's not. Yes. I mean, it's the Friday night special. We all we yes. know it's always going to be there. So that one I can kind of get behind. But these ones where it's just like the chef had a flight of fancy. Here it is. <laughs> I can't. I can't deal with it. It's a curse. Excellently played right there. Okay, so number two. This is from a listener suggested a listener named Madeline. Let's let's give credit. Madeline suggested gift or a curse. At the end of a performance, when the performers gesture to the audience and clap for them. That is a curse. I didn't <laughs> do anything. I came <laughs> to enjoy. And also, I don't want to be recognized as an audience member. There's a fourth wall for a reason. I want to enjoy what I watched and clap for you. And now you're telling me to clap for me? No. No, 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 no. I don't like it. A curse. <laughs> Oh, Nicole, I hate to hear it. I hate to hear it. <laughs> it's a gift. I love, there's nothing I love more than suddenly the actor, watching an actor do that or a performer is the corniest thing you could possibly see. <laughs> and look, it kind of brings, you know, it shows they have a weakness. It shows they're flawed. They're as flawed as I am. <laughs> and it it puts me on a level with them. And I, I love to see it. I, I can't wow. get enough of it. <laughs> wow. Do you like when people clap when planes land, too? <laughs> Let people clap for whatever they want to clap. There's so you, the best little plane to clap clapping for. story that has ever happened was we were delayed for two hours, and when they finally closed the boarding door, the flight attendant was like, I couldn't say this before, but I'm saying it now. The, the boarding door is finally closed, and we are ready for takeoff. And everyone started clapping. And without like skipping a beat, the pilot goes, since we've been sitting here for two hours with the, the engines on, we need to refuel. We're not going anywhere for 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the only one who laughed. <laughs> I was like, the timing, Did you clap? darling. Oh, I should have clapped for that. That would have been great. <laughs> That's a beautiful story. No, look, it's uh, when people clap on a plane. I'm. Uh, let's be very clear. I'm not joining in. <laughs> but you know, whatever. Clap. Do whatever you want, as long as you're minding your own business. Do. Okay. I mean, clapping at the end of a movie. <laughs> we're crossing a line. It's like, who are we clapping? I did for? clap at the end of Megan. 
<laughs> well, that's kind of that's just. Did you see Megan? I saw Megan. We've got a clap for Megan. I saw Megan in a theater full of gay people, divas, and preteens. We clapped at her entrance. We clapped at the first bad thing she did. We sang along when she sang a haunting rendition of a song that I don't want to ruin if you haven't seen the movie. Um, it was fabulous. I, I had the best time at that fucking movie. <laughs> Megan, I mean, I, the, my only complaint is there's not enough Megan. It should have been just I agree. all Megan. She should have, uh-huh. uh, next movie, let her carry the show. <laughs> maybe maybe it's about Megan dealing with another Megan. So it's just pure robot Two dolls. Megan. Yeah. <laughs> Megan and Megan. <laughs> I mean, Megan is spelled with like a three, isn't it? Yeah. It's like M3G. I wonder if they're yeah. going to use a four in the next one. What's a name with a four? The four can kind of be an H. Is it Heather? Maybe yeah, it's he- uh, Heather. <laughs> if the next movie is called Heather, I would be so Heather? happy. Heather? It's like, okay, Megan and Heather? <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, I'm reaching out to Hollywood. We need Heather. We've got to get the Heather movie <laughs> in production. Okay, so you've gotten one out of two so far. So now the wheels are coming off a little bit. Let's see okay. if you can get it back on track. Finally, someone named Bailey has has suggested gift or a curse silent discos i feel like you might say it's a gift but i think they're a curse there's nothing dumber than people (laughs) with headphones just dancing and how are you interacting with anyone to dance with anyone are you all listening to the same thing i don't know what why not just have the music play on a speaker like am i old am i stupid i don't know i hate it you are Absolutely correct. Oh, I God. I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? But it just feels like it's being done for novelty's sake. It's a gimmick. Yes. It's yes. And also, I shouldn't have to bring hardware to the dance. The <laughs> dance should be there for me. I bring my body, mm-hmm. my moves. That's all I should have to supply. I agree. And I also get concerned about like everyone's rhythm being slightly off and like the timing <laughs> of it all. It's, uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I mean, I've never done it, so maybe doing it would change my experience, but I don't yeah. know. Headphones are, I don't want a big bulky pair of headphones on or AirPods in or what have you. And then how, you, don't, you don't talk to each other. I don't know. It feels very strange and unnecessary. Not for me. Not for me. I don't me. know what's dry. <laughs> Yeah, not for me either. It's a curse. Uh, well, you got two out of three. Not a bad play. And you got the first one so unbelievably correct that, I mean, <laughs> absolutely swept me off my feet. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Okay, so now this is the final segment of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. People <laughs> write in to I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Nicole, I don't know about you, but my listeners... Their lives are in turmoil nonstop. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. it's, a, it's a tough bunch. They're having a hard time at every turn. And so they, you know, they look to me to answer their questions. Uh, okay. Would you help me answer a question? Absolutely. All right. Let's dive into the dock here. Let's see. Okay, here we go. Great. Hello, Bridger and esteemed and slash or infamous guest. Okay, so they're kind of playing both sides there with you. I don't mm-hmm. know what their plan is. Uh, my <laughs> husband and I have gotten fairly good at selecting gifts for one another over the course of our relationship, but our gift-picking styles are very different. While I keep a running spreadsheet of gift ideas for all the folks I need to buy for based on small hints and conversations with them and intentional brainstorming sessions, Oh my God, what is this person doing? And intentional (laughs) brainstorming sessions months before I actually need to present a present. Oh, this is like a Dr. Seuss poem. What are we talking about here? Uh, My husband stresses himself out near the last minute trying to think of the absolute perfect gift. When it's an occasion where he's going to give me a gift, I am privy to the process. He ends up picking great stuff, but I don't like to be the cause of worry and stress. Being so type A about this sort of thing, I'll try to help him think of ideas for gifts for me, but he always rejects my suggestions because, according to him, if he uses any of them, it's no 
longer a surprise and no longer his idea. I'm not really sure why he's imposed these rules on this process, but is there a way I can more subtly hint to him what I would like so he doesn't get so frazzled? Or do I just need to let him stress? Love the show. Okay, well, now they're trying to win me back. Uh, very <laughs> respectfully, Emily in North Carolina. Emily, okay, so what this boils down to, Emily's type A. She's you know planning gifts way in advance. She's being thoughtful nonstop. She's doing brainstorming sessions. Her husband's the opposite. He needs ideas for her, but he won't just listen to her. When she gives him ideas, he rejects. He wants it to be a mm-hmm. secret surprise. What I, I mean, just from, from the moment I'm hearing this, I'm hearing that Emily's husband wants her to start keeping things from him. He wants her to... <laughs> I, I'm going to encourage Emily to start hiding... Uh, we'll start with gifts, but then maybe personal things. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know... Suddenly she's living another life that her husband's not even aware of. I think that's great advice because this is a non-problem. Um, <laughs> I hate to tell Emily that she wrote into this podcast to brag that she has a husband <laughs> and that okay. she has the means to buy presents, enough <laughs> bandwidth to have a spreadsheet that she <laughs> continues to update um, and uh, spends time with her husband and watches him trip out over buying stuff with his own money that he earns because they have a dual income. Um, she's got a great life. I'm sure she's got a picket fence and and a fun dog and maybe a kid if that's what she wants. Um, Emily has a perfect life and she called to brag or she wrote in to brag. Her life is raining gifts. She's yeah. throwing gifts at people. People are throwing gifts at her. I mean, to be able to run a spreadsheet, I have no idea. Yes. I mean, that would help with my docs. And I'll, I've got all these docs open, and they are a mess. They are an mm-hmm. absolute swamp of information. I don't know how to do a Maybe spreadsheet. I Emily. What's Excel? I don't know. <laughs> Emily. Yeah, Emily. And that's why I'm thinking the husband has kind of given her this hint keep things from me. Mm -hmm. I feel like she's headed towards a Gone Girl type situation. Oh. You know, I can't remember exactly what the plot of Gone Girl was, but I feel like there was some lying, some deceit. Yes, the girl was gone. The girl was gone, and then she was cutting her hair in a big lots or something. I can't remember Mm -hmm. exactly what happened. Something like that. And then she's trapped by Neil Patrick Harris. Um, But I feel like that's what Emily's life is headed towards. You know, she is Mm -hmm. in paradise, but maybe there's some trouble brewing. And I encourage that. I agree. I encourage the trouble as well because her life is too perfect. It's too perfect. And she's she's going to get bored at some point. And mm-hmm. then that's going to be an even bigger problem for her. Imagine the news headline. Woman gone girls herself after listening to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is the type of press this podcast needs. <laughs> That's all I want this pod. I need this podcast to be the spark of multiple crimes. I just want my all of my listeners to turn to crime. So uh, if we can get the word out in that way, I'm happy to do it. And we start with Emily. Yes, Emily, start your crime spree. <laughs> Nicole, we answered the question more than perfectly. Uh, Emily can't <laughs> complain. And if she does, that's, you know, on her. There's only so much I can do. There's only so much you can do. And uh, we just hope that Emily finds what she's really looking for. I hope so. Nicole, I've had such a terrific time with you here. I've now got these cough drops, which I can kind of sprinkle throughout my bag. And they'll just all <laughs> be kind of shuffling around down there for when I get some disgusting cough. And then I can pop one in and be slightly under control. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yes, I can't thank you enough, and uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. What a real treat. Listener, the podcast is screeching to a halt. You know, the tap has been shut off. The drip will slowly end, and you will, of course, move on. So I'm excited for you. I'm uh, encouraging you to commit crime or do whatever you need to do with your day, whatever it takes to fill your life. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by Liana Squillacci. And we couldn't do it without our guest booker, Patrick Kotner. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. 
you must follow the show on Instagram at I said no gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? Well, I invited you here. Thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home. Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show!